podcast going in-depth on pro-life news and issues. I'm your host, Chris Gast, RLM's Director of Communication and Education. Welcome, everybody. Our feature today is going to be talking about Renee Chellian and the comments that she made at a pro-abortion convention a few years ago that were caught on tape by David Leiden. First, let's get into two stories I'm going to talk about. The first one is the case of Jamarian Bennett here in Michigan. Now, we thought that Jamarian Bennett might be another example of, uh, almost a perfect example of Charlie Gard in Britain. It uh, seems to be that Jamarian uh, has been in the hospital for quite some time. He has lung issues. His lungs are failing because of a adverse uh, dire- uh, adverse reaction to a drug that he was taking that led to pneumonia, led to the situation where he's in. And there was a conflict over his care. Uh, And WXYZ, the news station in Detroit, reported that the hospital, uh, U of M's uh, Mott Children's Hospital, wasn't wanting to continue treatment, whereas the parents did. Uh, Hopefully, uh, everything will turn out well. It seems so far, and this is very encouraging, that the hospital has not uh, taken that route. It looks like that they are discussing with the family an alternate to take him to a hospital um, in another state that specializes in pediatric lung care. Uh, Right now, Jamarian is conscious, uh, but he is on a lung bypass machine, similar to how a heart bypass machine works. It appears that uh, after that news story broke by WXYZ, that the uh, Bennett family was able to get a lawyer to do free pro bono work on their behalf. And so this is one of those cases where uh, it seems to be a happy ending because of uh, some more public attention on the issue. And so uh, we just ask you to uh, pray for Jamarian Bennett, uh, just that he would be able to get the treatment that he needs. He may need a lung transplant, uh, and that the transfer agreement between the hospital, the family, and the, uh, the new hospital he'd be going to will all go smoothly. You know, our uh, our staff in Lansing take so many of these kinds of calls. One of our staff people the other day remarked that, you know, aren't aren't we a pro? <laughs> aren't we in an organization about abortion? You know, I'm taking more calls on end of life situations than I'm taking abortion calls. And you know, obviously, uh, euthanasia uh, and assisted suicide, uh, doctor prescribed suicide, are part of our mission. And and so that's not what our uh, colleague meant to say, but just, you know, you look at the overall impact um, that abortion has versus those other issues, abortion is obviously outsized, you know, 56 million lives since 1973, but these issues in the end of life are a growing significant concern, and really we're getting these calls because there's not a lot of good places to turn. the insurance companies are not going to be on your side. If the hospital's not on your side, you know who else is really on your side? Uh, you know, in the abortion um, issue, there's so many resources out there for pregnant women in crisis pregnancies, and there's just not yet enough for these end-of-life situations. That's something that um, 
needs to be addressed, particularly free legal aid, uh, free lawyers for families who can't afford it and find themselves in these situations uh, involving conflicts over care. Another issue I wanted to talk about was an article uh, recently by a pro-abortion person. Uh, Her name's Lindy West, and she is one of the people behind the Shout Your Abortion Story social media campaign, and that was where uh, people who have had abortions were going to boast about their abortions online in an effort to uh, what the abortion movement has hoped to uh, destigmatize abortion lately. Now, of course, you know, abortion is never really going to be destigmatized, particularly when you look at the advancement in uh, research and imaging in the womb. Um, that issue is only going to go the other way over time. And so um, it's almost kind of a last ditch attempt. You know, the abortion movement, their other arguments aren't working. And so ultimately, they're hoping to just shift the entire debate to the point where, well, abortion is no big deal whatsoever, and um, no one should care. Now, um, this all came about in this article because of the Democratic National Committee's uh, arguments over what should they do with pro-life Democrat candidates. Now, we believe that the the Democratic National Committee ought to adopt a pro-life platform. Um, You know, maybe that might even help them electorally, completely take the abortion issue uh, off the table. It would be great that every person in America thought that um, killing a unborn child in their womb was wrong, because it clearly is. But um, that's not where the Democratic Party is today. Uh, The leadership on the national level is extremely pro-abortion. And um, they're talking recently about pushing pro-life Democrats completely out of the party, which... um, for practical reasons for them is a huge mistake. You know, as, as we've mentioned on the podcast before, the only reason they were able to get Obamacare passed was by uh, running, by having House majority. That was by running more conservative Democrats in conservative districts. And um, since they've decided to abandon that position, uh, specifically on abortion and other some other unrelated ones, um, their electoral prospects have been hurting really hurting. And again, this whole conflict came about because Senator Bernie Sanders, who was rabidly pro-abortion, wanted to support a mayoral candidate for Omaha, Nebraska. You know, uh, you think of, (laughs) no offense to the people of Omaha or uh, Nebraska, you know, and Omaha is not a tiny little town, but of all the races that the Democratic Party could have a crack up over abortion it's for a mayoral candidate but that's where they are they don't even want a candidate for mayor in a midwest town to believe that uh, unborn children have deserve any protection whatsoever Um, to them every candidate has to endorse taxpayer funded partial birth abortion or they are uh, i don't know fundamentally evil in the view of the democratic party right now so um this article came about because the democratic congressional campaign committee which Okay, the Democratic National Committee is sort of the national party. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee is the uh, uh, the arm of the House Democrats who, who goes out there and helps House candidates run for election. And their chair, uh, Ben Ray Lujan, said that pro-life Democrats in conservative districts will get funding. And so this whole fight came about. And again, the abortion movement is very angry. Um, 
they've completely abandoned a uh, a nonpartisan view and they're total partisans now. And so they're very angry that the Democratic Party would possibly allow uh, pro-life Democrats. And um, although there's not as many candidates out there, there's a significant amount of Democratic voters who are pro-life or um, who are significantly not in favor of partial birth abortion, um, <laughs> taxpayer-funded. And so Lindy West wrote this article, and uh, she had this interesting uh, line in it. If you remember, uh, the Clintons in the 90s ran on this platform of abortion should be safe, legal, and rare to really downplay their support of abortion. And that's really been how the abortion movement has tried to conduct itself, trying to downplay abortion. Planned Parenthood certainly today still tries to do that when they try to claim um, only 3% of our services are abortion. And, you know, when you challenge them on it, and then they'll say, well, abortion is fundamental, but they won't say abortion. They'll say reproductive health. You know, Planned Parenthood has been moving in that direction, but they're still kind of resisting um, abortion activists trying to push them to a point where they embrace abortion as a positive social good. So, taking the safe, legal, and rare mantra, uh, Lindy West wrote instead that abortion should be basically... Uh, common, abortion is common, abortion is necessary, and it's happening every day. Direct quote was, quote, abortion is normal. Abortion is common, necessary, and happening every day, unquote. So instead of safe, legal, and rare, it's now common, necessary, and happening every day to this particular uh, abortion supporter. Is that where the Democratic Party wants to go? You know, West tried to claim that 75% of Democrats believe abortion should be legal in all cases. But but here's the real fact. Gallup did a poll in May and found that 68% of Americans want abortion to be legal in only certain circumstances or totally illegal. And again, 54% of those um, said that abortion should be legal in... Uh, should be entirely legal or only legal in few in a few circumstances. So the Democratic Party there is hoping, you know, is trying to fight for 32% of the population. Actually, it's 29% said abortion should be legal under all circumstances. Um, there's a couple of people who are confused in that poll, so he didn't get 100%. You know, the Democratic Party thinks that by um, you know, that they're going to turn off 68% of people and really get those 29% of people to turn out to the polls to deliver majorities for them? I don't know. You know, she said that in this article that abortion is liberty. Well, no. Liberty is liberty. You can't have liberty without a right to life. There's a reason our inalienable, inalienable rights were listed in that order. The right to life, which allows you to enjoy a right to liberty, which frees you up to pursue happiness. That's the founding ethos of our country. It's time for the Democratic Party to get back to believing in that. All right, that's a good segue into our main topic today, revisiting the videos featuring Renee Chilean at the National Abortion Federation Conference a few years ago. Uh, so the background of this is, again, David DeLayden from the Center for Medical Progress went undercover to the National Abortion Federation and uh, just filmed what these abortion industry workers, leaders, uh, abortionists were just saying in public uh, amongst themselves. 
And so one of the workshops was featuring Renee Chellian. Now, Chellian owns several abortion clinics in the state of Michigan, uh, the Northland Family Planning Chain, which are all in the Detroit area. It's a huge chain of clinics. They do approximately a quarter of all the abortions in Michigan, and they do abortions uh, right up to 24 weeks past the point of viability. Now, during this workshop, uh, Chellian discussed a lot of the problems that she's facing. And in particular, the biggest problem was the problem with what do we do with the bodies of the dead babies. Uh, And this is a significant problem as she discusses. And this is very relevant for today because we just got news that uh, Stericycle is a uh, waste disposal company and frequently would contract with abortion clinics to take the bodies of the dead babies and then ship them out. Well, Stericycle apparently just announced yesterday that they'll no longer be doing that. They're going to stop basically being the undertakers for these babies. And so uh, Renee Chellian's workshop was pointing out how when she and her clinic several years ago could no longer use Stericycle to take care of her waste disposal, uh, she had a problem on her hands. They do a ton of abortions. Again, a quarter of all abortions in the state of Michigan would be about... Uh, somewhere from five to eight uh, thousand abortions, uh, generally six thousand abortions is, is a quarter of about the uh, twenty four thousand abortions we have in the state that 's a lot of dead bodies that 's a ton of dead bodies, although uh, and this is kind of morbid, but the volume of a dead baby is not nearly the volume of a uh, dead adult, just the sheer uh, just the sheer volume of bodies is almost comparable to that of a hospital morgue, perhaps even more. And so she was describing the problems that she had with it. And she went on to say that uh, these dead bodies stacking up in her clinic were all that she thought about. And then she started to joke. She said, quote, I was so consumed with fetal tissue that I was ready to drive to Upper Michigan to have a bonfire. And I was just trying to figure out, you know, How I wouldn't get stopped or how far into the woods would I have to go to have this fire that nobody would see me, unquote. Well, why, Renee Chellian, would you not want people to see you? It's just blobs of tissue. What's the matter with burning them up in a bonfire? It's not too different than uh, cremating them, isn't it? Deep down, she knows. And deep down, why it was bugging her. You know, these bodies are being stacked up like cordwood. And loading them all into a van and lighting them on fire up north is uh, not funny. But there is a uh, side note to this. And this is um, really very interesting that we learned from this video, is that uh, because of our state laws about uh, disposing of aborted babies uh, in our state more humanely than they have been in, in past, um, was that this really put Chellian in danger of closing. And that was not really uh, an, an intended effect of the law. We weren't really being devious. We just don't want babies dumped in the trash or ground up and put into our drinking water. Um And so uh, if you're not able to dispose of these bodies, then you can't operate a clinic. And she was that close to closing because no one wants to take them. And think about that. Who wants to take these dead bodies? 
I mean, Stericycle is doing a lot of business, but they aren't doing it anymore. It's very unpopular to be carrying around all these dead bodies. You know, it's so easy to deny abortion exists when, um, you remember that uh, person who filmed her abortion uh, for a, for an online project, and you only saw the video of her from the face up. That's all you saw. You could pretend like the child doesn't exist. Well, when you have these bodies stacked up like cordwood in your office, it's it's harder to pretend that abortion is just this mystical thing that wishes the baby away. So Chellian eventually hired someone to take these bodies off her hands. Uh, she said during the workshop, 20 bottles of fetal tissue. And then they put them through that clinic's garbage disposal. And then she also eventually found another company to take her uh, fetal tissue. Of course, then she said she believes that fetal tissue eventually ends up at Stericycle anyway. Uh, now that Stericycle is out of business, will this be a problem for other abortion clinics? We'll find out. Um, but the jokes didn't end there. She also joked that uh, you know maybe instead of them having to take the uh, the dead bodies, they could just give them back to their moms and let the moms deal with it. Ha ha ha. Um, that's sick. There's no other way to describe it. That's sick. Also, during the uh, question and answer period, uh, she mentioned that it would be a great idea that they could burn the bodies of aborted children for energy, although she admitted it would be a PR nightmare. And it would be, because that's actually happened. There's been cases where they actually were taking the medical waste from abortion facilities, also known as dead babies, and burning them for energy. And, you know, there was a big outrage about that, and as well there should be, you know. But, of course, our position is, well, if you're outraged about the treatment of these dead babies bodies, why aren't you outraged by the fact that you're yanking their arms and legs off until they die of shock or bleeding out or God knows what? Chelling also talked about possibly taking the fetal remains in a U-Haul to a pet crematory in Illinois or buying land in Detroit and putting up an incinerator there. Um, you know, and this is the owner of the largest uh, abortion chain in the state. Um, she was even featured in an ad in her abortion clinic. You know, we talked about the Democrats' commitment to abortion. The Michigan Democratic Party put her in an online ad, perhaps filmed in her abortion clinic, attacking uh, Terry Lynn Land when she was running for U.S. Senate and Terry Lynn Land's pro-life. So, what does this all what does this all mean? Um, well, this is the abortion industry what they truly believe. Just like we're getting rid of the safe, legal, and rare mantra, and they're moving to the real position that abortion is no big deal at all. This is how the abortion industry talks about these problems and jokes about it amongst themselves. It was the same conference that videos that are being blocked were, uh, if you heard, you probably heard about it, where the, uh, the lady was joking about eyeballs falling in her lap. Um, you know, they know exactly what they're doing. They're killing babies. And they just think it's funny. Um, well, they think it's a problem for their business, but they just think it's funny about how they deal with these dead bodies or eyeballs falling in their lap. You know, this is the depravity that is the abortion industry. This is the depravity that is Planned Parenthood, which again, Chellian's the biggest player in the abortion industry in Michigan. Planned Parenthood is by far the biggest player in the abortion industry in the country. This is who they are. 
Now, what will happen with uh, what happened with these videos? Well, they got a lot of attention, um, but again, uh, there's not a lot you can do. These uh, the abortion industry until we can finally get rid of abortion is going to continue to operate like this. Um, when you're in the business of tearing bodies apart, there's really no other way to operate your business. And so we just think it's really important, you know, these uh, videos that David Delayden was able to capture and give to us made uh, a huge amount of attention and led to a great change in the effort to defund Planned Parenthood. And it's within grasp at this moment. And that's good. But we can't let these videos just be forgotten. We have to continually focus on explaining to people that this is what abortion is and this is who the abortion industry is. These nice people who get fluff features in in major news media, this is who they are in their core, joking about giving dead babies back to their moms, joking about burning the dead bodies of babies in bonfires up north just to get rid of them. And so it's really important, you know, we don't get caught up in our modern news cycle where we're always asking, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know, always losing the story and the narrative of the day to be forgotten for the next one. You know, we have to go back and remember these things. Um, you know, one of our one of our older sayings uh, in this office as an organization is that what comes out of the abortion clinic isn't medical waste. It's dead babies. It's not garbage. It's dead babies. And so we need to focus continually on this. We need to always refer back to these videos. We need to keep this fresh in people's minds. Um, We know who the abortion industry is. The people need to understand it as well. And again, we know abortion only thrives in the cover of darkness. And when you bring it into the light, it's appalling. You know, one, one last thing we'll leave you with is one of the workshops at this National Abortion Federation conference that Dalyden sat on was called the Self-Care Workshop, uh, talking about how late-term abortionists deal with the pressures of their job. Because let's face it, what they're doing every day when they go into work is yanking arms and legs off babies. It's a, it's a grueling line of work, and even those committed to it, um, you know, deep down they're still human beings with a soul. So... Uh, they know it's it's horrible, but uh, they joke about it to get themselves through the end of the day. Well, that was a cheery, cheery episode of Life Beat, wasn't it? But uh, abortion is not a cheery issue. And again, 56 million lives since 1973. That's what we're here to do is to shine a light on it. So join us again in two weeks where we're going to be featuring our new literature on end-of-life care. Uh, we're going to talk about just some basics that you need to know about uh, not just, you know, we're not talking about euthanasia and doctor-prescribed suicide so much as preparing yourself to avoid those types of situations. So thank you for listening today and have a wonderful day.